and we're live hey world it's divvy chat tuesday evening at 5 30 east well central sorry it's not 5 30 where sarah lives you know it <laughs> is where tim it I is not right and here. in fact it is valentine's day so happy valentine's oh, day happy to my lovers my tv lovers and it's yeah. olga and nick's birthday well, technically, oh, yeah. it was yesterday, Olga's oh, birthday, okay. which I missed. Okay. I don't know if I missed it. But which, happy birthday. Which, which Nick, Nick's is actually today, so that makes Olga's yeah. yesterday Nick Roach, Nick's by today. The way. So there. There you go. You know, yeah, Nick Roach. Intertwined in our land that happy is birthday. multi-timed. <laughs> I don't know what the yeah. typical hey, word happy, is there. <laughs> happy birthday. Happy holiday. Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Today, we're going to talk about email marketing, how to build and grow a list, and why you should be doing it from the very beginning, even if you don't have a product yet. Uh, and I'll share some of my experience with that and how it's ended up benefiting me. But before we dive off into today's topic, let's meet some of our awesome panelists. And since she hasn't been here in forever, we're starting off with Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hey guys, I'm Sarah Oates from Endure Web Studios and I'm very sorry I have been gone for so long. In Australia, we have a really long summer holidays. School just went back last week and then on the very first day of work, I got strep throat. So I was off all last week's sick. So I'm back and I'm excited and I have missed you all. I miss talking to my friends every week and um, I have had a couple of people ask where on earth I disappeared to. I'm back. <laughs> we missed you. We missed you too. And we're very glad to have you back as well. Sarah. Thank you. And glad you're feeling better. And Leslie. Hello, I'm Leslie Brunel of A Girl in Her Mac. And um, I am down here in San Antonio, Texas, and it's raining and cold. So I'm still in my PJs. So I'm very comfy looking today. Um, you can find me at a girl in her Mac dot design and uh, Facebook and Twitter at a girl in her Mac. Awesome. Hey, Tim. Hey, everybody. Tim Streifler here, broadcasting from the Austin, Texas area. And you can find me online at divilife.com, timstreifler.com, and wpthepodcast.com, as well as divi.chat, of course. You're a busy man. He is a busy, <laughs> busy man. <laughs> And I'm David Blackman with Aspen Grove Studios, Divi Space, WP the Podcast. Also, I'm Tim's wingman slash whatever Better we're, or, you know, well, I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to go with that. Work but, husband. Uh, elder statesman. <laughs> uh, really glad me. to be here. Hey, this week, speaking of Tim and we're doing our first WordCamp talk at WordCamp Ooh, Phoenix this Saturday. It's exciting. Oh. You'll have if to um, the, post the link afterwards onto the Divi yeah. Chat website so we can all watch it. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, we'll wait. And, and see Corey's an organizer, and then, and so then he's then already going to be heading out. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Corey is an organizer for WordCamp Phoenix. That's kind of our adopted WordCamp, at least for Corey and I, with Aspen Grove Studios because nice. he lives there. And we've we've been volunteering there for the last couple of years. And this year, this is our first time we actually sponsor so awesome. we're excited about that as well so yeah we're getting into the word camp spirit and uh really looking forward to seeing everybody gonna see tim obviously Corey, and a few other people that we've met over the last few years going to word camp so yeah so i'm excited yeah 
So today we're going to talk about something that I think is very important, uh, email marketing. And, you know, why would you want to build a list if you're a web developer and stuff? And, um, you know, I could probably talk the entire episode by myself. You can. Uh, (laughs) I don't want to do that because that's very selfish. And I know Tim has a lot of really good things to say as well. As he raises his desk, yeah, I'm going to I'm, getting I'm in, ready. I'm getting I'm ready for stand email mode. marketing talk. Yeah, exactly, I'm in dating stand mode because I, I love email marketing and so I'm, I'm in learn up. mode because I, I don't have a lot to contribute here, but I have, but I, I want to learn more, and I'm yeah. taking notes. But. Yeah. Hey, well, I tell you what, I've talked enough at the beginning of this thing. So, Tim, why don't you share a little bit about email marketing and and. Uh, say a few words if you want. And obviously Leslie and Sarah jump in there as well. So I'm going to say hi to our live viewers in the chat. Yeah, absolutely. So email marketing, they say a lot of, uh, internet marketing gurus say that the, the, the money is in the email list. And if you're not familiar with email marketing, that might sound a little bit strange. Um, but really the reason why email marketing is so powerful is because it's a direct line to your audience where social media is disruptive or is you're competing on social media with everything else on the newsfeed from people's personal friends posts to um, other ads on there to um, groups to whatever. And so, and then also additionally, even if you have a huge social media following on Facebook, at least it doesn't mean that your posts are actually going to get seen by even half of your, your audience where email marketing, if they're on your list, they're getting your, your emails. Um, and so, you know, they could opt out, they could decide not to open them, but they're getting to their inbox. And that that's huge that you don't really see that in any other type of marketing out there to have, you know, that direct line directly to your customers. And so, um, as you build your list, you basically have the potential to essentially like, I don't want to say print money, but if you're a product company or monetize, monetize. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Where every time you do an email blast for a sale or, or whatever, you, you see an increase in sales. Now, obviously you have to do that responsibly. You can't spam, you can't, um, you know, over self promote, you have to provide value, but, um, essentially, you know, when you have some sort of, uh, something that you're selling, the more people on your email list, you can equate to more revenue. I guess that would need to be, though, it needs to be the right people on your mailing list, right? So you need to have, Very true. like, I am signed up to all sorts of mailing lists, right? So I'm with Leslie in this episode. I'm a learner because I have a mailing list. I think it has about 20 people on it. I have no interest in building my mailing list because <laughs> I don't have products and I don't get work that way. Like, it's just not how my particular business tends to grow. Um, but... My clients have mailing lists and they need to build. So I need to learn for them basically because they always ask me questions and then I'm like, I don't really know. Um, So my question is I'm signed up to all these kind of um, emailing lists and some of them go into my inbox and some of them go into that newsletter place and I have to choose which ones come into my inbox and it's only ones that are actually really relevant to me that I let come into my inbox and I don't want to miss when I have a sale or whatever. So I guess my point just with what Tim was saying was 
it's got to be the right people, right? So you don't want to just fill your mailing list because you're going to end up paying MailChimp or whoever a bunch of money once you get to a certain limit worth of people. So you have to work out where you're getting those people from and make sure it's not just filling a mailing list for no reason. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's a great point. And that's why buying email lists never works um, <laughs> for that exact reason. If people don't know you, they're going to be like, who the heck is this? And then unsubscribe, delete, hit spam, whatever. And so, yeah, you're, you're right. They have to be uh, people that you've uh, associated with that they've opted in, whether that's because they just wanted to hear from you. So they subscribed or they downloaded a freebie and got put on your list or they bought a product and got put on your list. Um, but yeah, they have to be your audience. Otherwise it doesn't work. So they have to know you and trust you and they have to be interested in, in what you have yeah. to say. Like anyone outside the DV community is going to be no point in being on your particular mailing list because your products are specific to Divi. And if people aren't working with Divi, there's no point for them well, to receive your emails. Well, 100% correct. Ooh, okay, teach I'm, I'm me, kinda, David, teach I'm, me. I'm going to kind of talk. We're going to get schooled. <laughs> And it has to do with, you know, with why would I even want to build an email list? Like Sarah said, mm -hmm. you know, it's not the way that I get business. It's not the way that I get leads and stuff. Okay. I think that, um, you know, I don't know where it came from intuitively, or it's just the sales and marketer in me or the networker. I've always knew that the, that, that having an audience was important and building that audience was important because I just never knew which direction I was going to go. If you told me four and a half years ago when I started with WordPress that I would be creating plugins and themes for WordPress, I would have laughed you right out of the building. Yeah, right. Not going to happen. Um, but almost immediately after, mainly when I got into the Divi community, I started building an email list, even, you know, before we even, you know, created products and stuff or right at the same time. Um, because I just knew the value of having that email list of what it, what it was going to be, because, you know, you, you don't know. I mean, Sarah, you've got a lot of friends that do have products that have productized and I do, um, I do. And you may end up being there one day. So it doesn't hurt you to put out valuable content. Even if you're sharing your blog post, like Sarah did a, a series a couple of years ago <laughs> on what what was it? Uh, essential, essential Grid. Essential yeah. Grid, which got a yeah. lot of publicity, even from the Essential Grid guys. Uh, and, and she My basically... YouTube channel, by the way, is still doing quite well, and it still gets a lot of views and questions, just by the way. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> exactly. Well, that's huge. Okay. Well, there you go. Even You've though I don't something. put any new content out there. Yeah. <laughs> But okay. it, but it, but it added value and, yeah. and you have a base now. So if you ever do decide to shift, change your, your business model, at least you have it there. You know, yeah. you may never have to do anything with it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I think the value of having that audience is important. Now, if you're know that you're going to be strictly web design and you're never going to really productize, then. I'm still going to say build an email because <laughs> <laughs> you just never know. Yeah. You know, the value of it is too great because Tim's right. Social media, all the other forms of marketing and, and advertising, albeit they're great. You don't own those, you know, and they could change at any given minute. Whereas your email list you own. These are people who have invited you to basically market to them. They're, they're giving you permission 
to come into their lives and share your products and services with them. So um, it's a big deal. Yeah. And and just to to further that point, um, you know, we talked about social media. It's very, very crowded. Your organic posts don't a lot of times reach your the people that have already decided to follow you. Uh, paid advertising you don't control because you're you're paying for it and uh, Facebook can rant if you're doing Facebook ads they can decide to ban your account that happens from time to time if you're getting Google organic traffic Google could change their algorithms and all of a sudden you're not getting that organic traffic anymore so email lists as David mentioned is really the only thing that you own and have 100% control over which is rare with with marketing that's a good point I never really thought of it like that Except yeah. I still stand for the point that most people use Gmail and most people have things filtered into their newsletter file. And then if they're anything like me, never look at it. So have you guys noticed a difference since a lot more people have moved to that way of <laughs> using their inbox where it doesn't come into their inbox at all and they have to actually choose to go shopping here's, in their n- newsletter? Here's, here's my short answer to that. And Tim and we can dive deeper into it, Sarah. Yeah. A lot of our emails do go into the promotion or the social folders that you're talking about in Gmail. Yeah. Um, If I could send an email out every hour, I would send an email out every hour because we send out an email (laughs) once a week and we don't even do it. Promotion sales. But buddy, when I send that email out, our sales go through the roof. And to me, it's like, wow, you know, that's why I'm, I wish. So even though they do go into that, they must yeah. be seeing them. Obviously, yeah. you know, not I mean, everybody's going to want to read. Yeah. Because yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I'm one of those people. I use um, a phone app and it lets me kind of, it, it learns what I think is spam and stuff. So I don't even have to look at it. But, um, but yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, no, and, and that's definitely true. It, to an extent, it is a numbers game because you're, yeah, you're you're battling things like that with, you know, the different folders that filter out, uh, you know, advertisements, marketing emails, etc. And then um, additionally, you're you're kind of you know battling open rates and and click through rates and everything because even though the email list is uh, the only source of of traffic that you really own. It's also crowded. People are getting a lot of email marketing emails. Um, you know, their Gmail's coming out with features like we talked about. There's apps like Leslie uses. Um, so to an extent, it is a numbers game. And, and the more you grow, you know, a bigger amount of people will be actually opening and, and reading your emails. Um, and yeah. another thing, I don't know if we want to talk about this yet, but there's, um, there's what is it? Email hygiene, list hygiene, uh, you know, cleaning or purging your list. Because uh, basically, yeah, you, you don't want to be, I think Sarah mentioned it, paying for people to be on your list if they're never opening your emails. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. just a waste. Yeah, it does get a lot more expensive the bigger that email list gets. And what? and I do. <clears throat> Go ahead, Leslie. Oh, I was just going to say, I think that is the biggest maybe um, or one of the biggest misconceptions when you're entering into this space and you start you know, thinking about the email list is you just think, as long as I just have the numbers of emails, I don't care if they want my contact. And that's not, you know, that's the bad way to go is what you guys are pointing out. And I totally agree. Um, but I think that's a big misconception that people think as long as I have, you know, 10, you know, 10, 10,000 or whatever, or whatever, right. several thousand, um, 
So yeah, yeah. quality matters. Yeah, it does because yeah, it's expensive. And, <laughs> and if people have quality emails, like often if I sign up to something, I will, you know, if I'm going through my newsletter at least, I will look at their email specifically just to see, you know, what sort of content they've got. And if it's good, then I will filter it into my inbox. So there's certain emails that I let come into my inbox because I want to see them. So if you've got really good content um, and things that are valuable to your client, not just, Buy my you product. know, you trying to sell yeah. something, then Buy if it's valuable, product. people are going to want to see that stuff so they don't miss it. Yeah. And, and I want to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of sh- shift the conversation somewhere else where we're, where we're at right now, because I think it's really important. Do it, and, do and it. I, and I'm going to say this in, in response to what Sarah was saying. I think Elegant Themes has done a masterful job of with their email list and their, you know, their content marketing strategy. They put out so much value in their blog, not about, hey, come buy Elegant Themes. They co- If you go Google any topic in WordPress, Elegant Themes is pretty much going to be page one, one of the top five posts that are out there. Okay. Well, they're putting immense amounts of value out into the WordPress space, which has paid off pretty well. Number one WordPress theme in the world right now, Divi. Um, so you don't have to be, and I would say you don't want to be, like Tim said, shouting from the rooftops about how great your products are. Provide value and, you know, the rest will come because that's been kind of our strategy and kind of where I want to shift is, is, you know, the title of the episode is how to build the email list. And that's hugely important and awesome to talk about. And probably a lot of viewers want to know, well, how do I get started? What do I do and stuff? And I'm also going to put a spin on it since Sarah's here and she doesn't have products and she doesn't have product, you know, things to productize and stuff, or so she thinks. And why it might behoove her to start <laughs> today. We got to behoove. Even if she's, we got to behoove. Even if, yeah, even if she is. Do you have a behoove in Australia? <laughs> I Sarah? didn't have a clue what that is. <laughs> it's it, desire. Why you would want right. to have a desire to okay. build an email list. Okay. All right. I thought um, it was something much ruder. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's a, no. <laughs> no, it's not. So... <laughs> um, so let's talk about how to build and grow an email list. And Tim looks like he's chomping at the bit, ready to get in here. <laughs> well, I, I'll let him go ahead and talk first. Right. Go well, ahead, Tim. Can I say one more thing back to the last point really quick? Talking no. about yeah. uh, what we're saying with you know people getting filtered out and stuff. And we, we kind of touched on it a little bit, but I want to come back to the value. If you're sending out emails with value, then people will actually want to open them. And so taking a step back from there, I think it really has to do with knowing your audience. And I think that that also ties into the next question, David. If you know your audience, you'll know what's valuable to them. And when you're emailing out things that are valuable to them, they'll want to open your emails. They're not going to want to filter them to the, you know, the different tabs in Gmail or, or, or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's all about value and knowing your audience and, and in terms of getting started, I think before you can even, you know, choose an email platform, I think it's helpful, again, to know your audience and have a, a, basically a, a plan of what you hope to accomplish by building an email list. Um, because I think you can just start collecting email addresses. But I, I think if you don't have something in place to start nurturing those emails, then 
it's almost like wasted work because um, if you email someone that subscribed to you, you know, a year ago, um, there's a good chance they're not going to remember and they'll opt just unsubscribe, you know, hit spam, whatever. And so I think it's important to set goals, you know, set a basic strategy, even if you don't know exactly what you plan to do with them, but at least have something in place to where you're going to nurture them, uh, whether it's with, you know, updates, you know, some little tidbit values, uh, you know, you can set up an automated sequence. Um, but th that's what I would say for first steps in getting started. Yeah. And, and content again, is very important. Um, Sarah, I expect you to be the Plusio guru. There's lots of new Plusio users out there. That is that really your, You're saying I say Plutio. Is it Plusio? I say Plusio. <laughs> Tim, how do you say it? Well, I, I, in my head, I say Plusio. I've never used it. And I might have just been saying it that way because that's the way I heard you say it, David. Yeah. But it makes sense to me. Plusio. Well, Sarah, you should ask him how it's supposed to be pronounced. Because yeah. you're buddy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Pl Plutio. Plutio or Plusio? <laughs> okay. If people didn't know so, what that is. That's like a task manager thing, similar to a sign yeah, or base sorry. camp or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, and it's, if it, new, it's a and new it's, kid in the game and it's got a lot of potential, I'm on board. <laughs> and Sarah is in it and I want her to do what she did with the central grid a couple of years ago because, you know, she's awesome at, at doing the tutorial okay. stuff. So, um, you know, how do you want to build an email list? Okay. Um, it's already been mentioned several times. You need to create something that provides value to and you need to know who your end user are, so, is. So um, when we started creating our email list, we were, you know, in the WordPress space and in the Divi space. And I just saw an, an opportunity as Divi was growing and stuff that third-party products may be a thing that would, would come be coming down the pipeline and stuff uh, based on just what we were seeing in the community and stuff. So, um Provide something with lots of value for an email signup. Um, and I'll give you an example for us. And it wasn't out of pure altruism that we created the demo zone. The demo zone was for a lead generator. You know, um, it was a platform that we built that, yes, people could learn Divi on. But at the same time, it was to you know, start building up an audience for our products and stuff. And um, so I would say the first thing that you need to do when you're thinking about creating a, an email list is you, you need a really good hook. You need something that's going to draw them in, want them, you know, make them want to come back for more and not just a, a one-off because everything that we do is double opt-in. Don't do anything unless it's double opt-in. Let people, and it doesn't mean that you have to enable double opt-in and have to confirm their subscription. If you have a downloadable file and you give away a layout pack or a child theme and you accept their email address, in order for them to get that file, it needs to go to a legit email address. So that's the same as a double opt-in almost, at least in my mind. Yeah. Um, so, you know, don't just let them download it from your website for free. <laughs> make them, you know, put in an email address and send the file over to the email that they put in, not download from your website after they put in an email address. Because believe me, they're going to put a bunch of poo-poo in the email address line. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do it all the time with the the Elegant Themes layout packs before they built in the, the layout 
manager directly in Divi. I'm already on Elegant Themes email list. So, but it was just easier for me just to go, you know, blah, blah, blah on the keyboard at gmail.com and then click subscribe. And then the download is right there. Um, you just cost <laughs> Nick all kinds of money, Tim. <laughs> no, no, he has his list filtering and, and it automatically. I know. I'm just giving you. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I yeah. That, I love their list filtering because I want to get all the emails from them. And I somehow have only managed to get on one list. And so I haven't figured out how to get on the other one. But so I only see half the blog posts come through my email and I don't always see them on social media. So that is something where I would actually like to get all their emails just so I see all the blogs because I can't be bothered to go to their website every day myself yeah, I think, just to check. I think they have a Divi list and then a general WordPress list. And yeah. so you might be on one but not the other or something. Yeah. I think I'm on the Divi one, not the general one. But I, I just think they do a lot of really good content. So that's an example where I think, um, and you know, if it's a, good content, you want it in your inbox. Yeah, and that's a good example of, you know, nurturing that email list like Tim was talking about as opposed to just letting people sign up and never doing anything. Put out content on a consistent basis and just email them, you know. Um Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Leslie, that was it, it. It popped up and it totally threw my train train of thought. <laughs> off. I started reading it. Leslie was chatting whether or not we're going to talk about email marketing platforms. And oh, yeah, we're going to yeah. talk about them. Um, but yeah, you, you got to have value. You got to send them out. And like Sarah said, perfect example. She wants to receive all the emails email that elegant themes does well, and for she's them, already it a saves me time right like so it saves me time yeah. to receive it in my inbox see what are the blog posts for today and either delete or save it for later to go look at and it means i don't have to manually go to their website and check what blog posts are there today so yeah. for me that's actually beneficial to be able to see it whether or not i open it or not is irrelevant to my desire to want to see right. them and, and I think that goes back to the fact that Elegant Themes so closely knows who their audience is and they're yeah. creating content and providing value accordingly. And so like, yeah, not every post is going to be perfectly relevant, but you don't want to miss one. You know, that's how often their content yeah. is relevant to you. Uh, so, yeah. And, and one thing I want to say before we talk about the, the different platforms on uh, David and, and my other platform is David and... Mine and David's other uh, podcast, uh, WP the podcast, we did an episode uh, a week or so back called How Not to Grow an Email List. And one of the things yeah. that we talked about, which uh, basically we talked about all the things that you can do wrong um, trying to grow an email list. But one of the things we talked about, which is a big pet peeve of mine, is calling your email list a newsletter. Um, it's very, you know, 2005 or, or 1990, whatever you want to say. Um, and so I think, and then actually on uh, Neil Patel, who is a, a very prominent email marketing expert on his podcast, did a episode called why the email newsletter is dead. Is that what it was called, David? Something along those well, lines? Well, it's just in about why you don't call it a newsletter anymore. Something to that effect. Yeah. Oh, and so I, I think that's something a lot of people do is they say, oh, I need to grow an email list. You know, they say subscribe to my newsletter and then they just start kind of blindly collecting emails without, you know, anything in place. Um, and I, I think the newsletter is outdated because back when email marketing was first kind of getting going, they called it a newsletter after, you know, old fashioned newsletters where companies would uh, create a actual physical hard copy newsletter and 
snail mail it out to their distribution list. And, you know, they try to pack as much content into that thing as possible because once it's out, it's out and it's expensive to print and mail and everything. But with email, obviously, when it's digital, you don't have that same, um, you know, problem. And so anyway, so I, I think calling it a newsletter and treating it like a newsletter where you do it like once a month is kind of old fashioned and I don't think is really best practice these days. I'm glad you got that off your chest there, Tim. Yes. Really? You can breathe now, now, Tim. <laughs> I well, think on that note, like keeping in mind, if it's not a newsletter, keeping them short and snappy, I exactly. think is a useful right. thing. Like, you know, get to the point. If you've got a post to share, share something enough to entice people to go over and just do that or just do that and one other small little thing. But I don't want to read some big long email. I don't have time. Boom. Yeah. You hit the Get nail on the, the head. Point. That's why newsletters are dead right there. People and make it look pretty, please. Yes, I'll work on my mobile phone. Make sure but they're designed Ugly converts. No, 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 yeah, no. There's, I think there's some psychology there because when it's a pretty HTML email, people, they automatically associate it with being a marketing email. But when it's more of a plain text email, it kind of relates in their head to being oh this is like you know from a friend type of thing um and so i don't i don't think there's one that's better for better than the other it kind of depends on you know each business and again comes back to testing it and stuff but i've tried both and i didn't really see much of a difference um but that was just with my audience which is mainly i only care that it make sure you use a platform where their templates or whatever are are really um optimized for mobile because sometimes i'll open these emails and I want to read them, but there's like an image taking up 80% of the width. So all the words are scrunched and broken on the right. Um, So yeah, that's annoying. (laughs) You don't like scrolling (laughs) over to the right on your phone there? (laughs) If it was like like the way Elegant Things blog used to be. Yes. (laughs) So back to how to build an email list. First of all, you got to have something of value and something that the end user wants. And Tim made a really good comment about, hey, and I see this on many, many websites, subscribe to our newsletter, that's it. And they wonder why they're not really getting much traction on email acquisition. You know, the the email acquisition and email opt-ins, they need to be incentivized yeah. you know it really works want it, more i mean you yeah. need to work for it because a lot of things people have gotten immune to the the typical you know yeah they it, i mean if you're a huffington post or an elegant themes yeah sure go ahead put subscribe to your email list yeah. up there you're probably going to get a ton of subscribers but if you're like me or tim or Sarah or Leslie, and we're trying to grow our email list and we're building up our brand and everything else we've got to give them something you know, we've got to kind of incentivize to allow us to come into their inbox. And, you know, so what are the our- most common incentives? Like I see discount codes or like if you want some content like a PDF or something, then you have to sign up and then you get like codes to a PDF or you get sent it or whatever. Are there any other Very incentives? Very good question. It depends. You know, it depends on what your strategy is. So you really need to know and think about it. It's not simply, hey, let me put a coupon out there and I'm going to get emails. You know, um, think about, you know, kind of the funnel, the journey that you want this customer to go on. Why are you acquiring them? Why do you want to have them? You know, well, if it's to um, 
I can explain our whole circle and it might make a lot more sense that way. Um, you know, just to kind of give you an understanding of, of what it is and why you do that. But um, I think you need to know you have to have a purpose for that end user. Uh, and it can't be just, hey, come get a discount code to my product. Um, us, for example, you know, well, Tim looks like he wants to talk. So I'm going to let him talk and I'm going to formulate some thoughts <laughs> and answer that. Yeah, no, they. I, I can attest to David's strategy because uh, he has the biggest email list out of anybody in the the Divi sphere um, that I'm aware of. Uh, but yeah, I think it depends. To answer your question, Sarah, I think it depends on uh, what's valuable to your audience. One common technique for gaining email subscribers is something called content upgrades, um, and I've done this on on my website, my Divi blog, and it's worked really well. And that's when you have a free 100% free piece of content where you're sharing, helping, teaching, whatever. And then you have a content upgrade that takes them a step further. And so for example, I have a tutorial on my Divi website on how to make your mobile menu fixed. It's simple CSS. There's you know a few different CSS snippets. That's free. Copy and paste it. Boom, you're done. But some people, as we know it being in the Divi group, some people don't like to touch code, even if it's a few lines of CSS. So my content upgrade is, hey, there's a free plugin version. Download it here, subscribe. It'll be sent to your email. Install it, activate, you're done. Um, and a lot of people subscribe to it, even though they can get the same thing for free in the post, but there's just that added convenience that they're willing to subscribe to. So that's one I like example. That. Yeah. Yeah. And I signed up to yours. I think, I think I was already signed up, but I signed up when I used one of your other tutorials that it was like, it put the, Oh, the promo bar generator. The promo bar. Yeah. Before the plugin was there. Yeah. I used that and it was so much like, even though I know code, it just was, it just made it so much quicker yeah. to be able to do that. But I was already signed up, so it didn't double sign me up, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's another example where I have a tutorial on how to do a promo bar um, in Divi. That was before I came out with the plugin version Divi bars, which actually came from people wanting a plugin version. And so there's a tutorial on how to use the code and kind of customize the code. But then there's I created a generator with a form where you can put in, okay, here's the text I want. Here's the 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 background color. Here's the hover color. Here's what I want the button to say. Hit generate. Oh, and you have to put your email list or your email uh, in the form. And then they get subscribed to the email list. And then the their customized version of that code gets sent to them via email. So again, it kind of takes them and makes it more convenient, even though for free without subscribing. Yeah. They can it's not it. like it was hard, but it just made it so much yeah. And the purpose, keep going, Tim, the purpose of, it doesn't just stop there. What was your main goal of, of doing that? Obviously, it's not altruism 100% where you're just, Tim's a great guy and he's <laughs> you know, right, giving him free what? solutions and he's solving. <laughs> What's the purpose? The you know, Absolutely. So the, the purpose is to, to grow an email list so that I can market to them. And so once they subscribe, they get that freebie, I believe... I, I did have a automated sequence set up. Um, I had to turn it off because it was outdated and I need to update it. But basically, the next day they get another email, just me introducing myself to them, a little bit about me. And then the next day they get an email with, oh, here's a few other popular tutorials, so more free value. And then the next day, oh, by the way, here's my two most popular plugins. And so it's they're subscribing to my list, getting something for free something of value to them. 
And since they thought that was valuable, I'm going to send them more emails with other things that they might find valuable and then also introduce paid plugins where they can. I like that you don't introduce it straight away. I like that you take a few days, you know, like date them for a little bit before you like make any offers. <laughs> yeah, that's a great <laughs> <Take them laughs> dinner. That's, that's right. You don't ask for the kiss on the first date. No, no, no. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's a perfect that's a perfect example. But the end result is so that Tim can Get market kissed. to them later on down the line. So they may 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 use some more of his products or services. And the way that you keep them from unclicking the subscribe button is to continue to provide value to them. So you know through content marketing blog posts. Us, for example, we send out blog posts. That's about the only thing we send out in our email list unless we have a sale. Black Friday, everybody knows an email blast is coming. And, you know, but we do not randomly send out, hey, go buy our products. You know, this is how great we are. Uh, it, that kind of stuff never works. Tim yeah, says it all. Do <laughs> People love to buy, but they hate being sold to. So if you're constantly selling to people, it's probably not going to work. So, um, yeah, it's it 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 works really really well. I want to talk to Sarah about <laughs> how, how she might be able to take what she's going to convert you. Not convert, yeah, but <laughs> it may apply even on the service side of things. So. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I think for my clients, like definitely, I'm thinking more the perspective. I'm I'm not feeling too pressured right now. For me personally, but in terms of my clients, you know, there's people who are gardeners or there's people who are, um, you know, yeah. um, electricians or whatever. And those people, they definitely have mailing lists and they want to use them better and they want to work out better ways of incentivizing that growth. And they know that they can send out emails with promotions. So I think for those people, that's where my interest is. Like, I know that that's really where it's at. And yes, at some point I should do it for myself. But right now I have enough business and I would prefer to care about my clients. Yeah. And, I, and I'm, I'm using you as an example, not as telling you as, hey, you need yeah. to go do this. But I want to give you an example of how it may benefit you so that other Hit users me. can can see, <laughs> you know, where email marketing is applicable no matter what you do. You gave great examples in the election, you know, the gardener, the service industry and stuff. Um you may start building an email list with your clients and or web developers, you know, by producing content and stuff and just start nurturing this email list because of services that you may add in the future. Inbound marketing strategies. You may offer these services to your clients for the gardener or the landscaper. Hey, let us show you how you can grow your email list and how that's going to benefit your business and stuff. You may start adding on piece to your business outside of just web design where it may be, you know, inbound marketing, content marketing. These are things that you may a lot of web developers do regardless of if they're, um, you know, building, you know, productizing anything in there. They're not thinking about themes or plugins, but just on the sheer service side, most web developers start out building websites and then they expand. They start offering other services and stuff. So yeah. you can let people know, uh, hey, we're offering these services now. Not only with web, how, how does it benefit you with web developers? People may want to use Sarah Oates 
as white label, you know, because of she's an expert and their perceived eyes because of the content being produced out and stuff. So there's just immense value in email list, even if you don't productize. Yeah, I think, you know, um, go Tim. (laughs) (laughs) I 100% agree, David, and that's a great way to illustrate, you know, how service businesses can use email marketing. Another thing I thought of is uh, helping stay top of mind. And um, both my my accountant, as well as uh, the guy I hired to do my home inspection before I bought my house, they both do a really good job of uh, sending out content via email. Um, like for example, you know, tax tips, things to consider before you file your tax, you know, stuff like that. And then on the home inspector side, uh, he does really good job with like custom little tutorials that he does of, of things to look for around your house, blah, blah, blah. And so honestly, it's rare that I actually click on those and read them. But just the fact that I'm getting them and seeing them in my inbox, it's reminding me who my home inspector is, who my CPA is. And so it's staying top of mind. So rather than like the home inspector being some guy that I hired two years ago when I bought my house, he's the guy that is staying top of mind so that when I buy another house or I just want to do another home inspection just to stay on top of home repairs or whatever, he's going to be the first one I think of. And it's not like I have to start over because I, you know, don't really know who it was that I hired before. So I think staying top of mind is, is really important too. Yeah, again, it comes back to trust and and building that relationship with the end user. So, um, you know, and that's important, you know, because what happens when we do need the products and services? Um, That's who we're going to go to because we trust them and stuff. You want to talk a little bit about um, more? Let's talk about email marketing platforms and stuff. Um, You know, MailChimp's obviously the probably the elephant in the web developer's living room. <laughs> um, why, do you, why do you think that is? Is it because they offer the, a bigger free plan or because I haven't really used so. much other than Absolutely. MailChimp. Okay. Yeah. They have their yeah. for, forever free plan. And I think when they did, did that, they were the only ones doing that. There wasn't any other free plans out there. I think others have kind of started. I've happened to well. stick with them out of convenience, but I've, and I, I don't have, um, I think I have some clients using um active campaign. Um, I've had constant contact before constant contact. I don't know. Last time I used it, it was dated. (laughs) I, the company I worked at in 2012 was using constant contact. And I remember thinking, Hey, they need to update their platform. It's really outdated and they still haven't updated it. (laughs) It's 2000. And they're still widely used. So I I don't know. Yeah. They they have a very good affiliate marketing program. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think they were one of the first ones that kind of marketed to the small business. And so they're kind of like the pioneers. And then they got acquired by a bigger company. I forget who. And yeah. it's kind of like their updates and, you know, kind of innovation kind of declined. But yet they have this just huge, uh, I was going to say email list, well, that too, but they have this <laughs> huge, uh, you know, customer base of these small yeah. businesses that don't really need anything, you know, more powerful. I don't know. That's my theory, at least. I, I've only ever used MailChimp and but I have clients ask me all the time or they come from another one and then say like why is MailChimp better and then I'm like I don't know because that's where I started and that's what I'm used to and I'm not telling you you have to swap but this is just what I've always used. 
Yeah. yeah. I, I use MailChimp as well. And I hear a lot of people say that like, oh, you can't do things in MailChimp that you can do in some of the other ones, you know, in terms of like automations and everything. But I haven't found anything that I haven't been able to do. I'm able to do automated sequencing. I can do um, automations based off of what products they purchase on my site. And so I've been able to do everything. I'm sure there's other more technical things that you can't do, but it's it's really powerful. I will say that I, I find MailChimp a, conf- a bit confusing. They're, I love their... Um their UI. I think that's very clean and, and simple looking, but I still have trouble. I have trouble getting with automation. I, you know, I finally, it took me a while to set one up basically. Um, but, but yeah, that's just me. Yeah. I remember when I first started using MailChimp, it was a little bit um, not super user friendly. Yeah. Uh, I w- wasn't really sure if I was supposed to put this code in my email sign up <laughs> form or mm-hmm. Even just finding the API key can be hard to find. And even just the way that they have their, like, you're on one screen, then you go to the next screen. The the next button is, like, right down the bottom. And it almost, like, you have to learn where that button is to, like, go to the next screen. It just seems really out of place. But it's like anything, like, any plug-in, any product, like, anything online is always going to be an adjustment. But once you know how to use it, like, you're all good, right? And the good the good news is is that there are tons of email marketing platforms out there. I mean, well, what about know. since we have a Divi watchers? Because well, we see a lot of in the groups. Which what works well yeah. with Divi? Which is a fair question. I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, so, the, and, I mean, and, and you know, in I think they all would work well with Divi. Maybe or or maybe Bloom all, or maybe if you want to connect it with Bloom. Yeah. I think but Bloom has expanded. I think they have like maybe twenty or more um, yeah. third-party integrations now. One yeah, thing I now, did... Now you're putting me on the spot. 17. <laughs> I have no clue what Bloom uses because we don't use Bloom. Yeah. Uh, I, I use Bloom. Because <laughs> you know, when I created Divi bars using... Because the Bloom in, and then now the opt-in bar, they expanded to include 17... Oh, the did they? Popular. Okay. Yeah, so it's in the opt-in the mo- bar. opt-in module? Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Module, I so when I created Divi bars, basically I'm saying, hey... And I, I give credit where credit's due. I said, thanks to the Divi Optim module, Divi Bars integrates with these, I'm sorry, 20 total. They expanded to 17 more because originally it was only three. So it integrates with 20 of the leading email marketing providers. Okay, oh, that's good to know. So I can, should I list them or? No, I'll, I'll put a link. No, no, we're not listing it. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I list them? But, but our listeners can know that there are 20. I mean, that's a, enough to choose from. You should be able it to find It kind of means that mostly if you're using an email c- campaign solution, that it's probably going to work with Divi. Yeah. I mean, they or were very using which ones, you know, the 20 most popular. Yeah. All right. Um. I'm sorry. I've been distracted in a Facebook thread over here that uh, somebody sent me <laughs> discussing okay. the pronunciation of Plush, Plutio. And so obviously David asked me if I was right. Yeah. And I was right. It is Plutio, Sarah's not Plutio. Plutio. The, the owner of, you know, or the creator of Plutio says it's Plutio. So yeah. it don't matter what the rest of us think. That's I'm going to call it Plutio. It's still a gift. <laughs> It, it's interesting to see, you know, the, the kind of the, the chat around it and stuff. But in the American English language, T-I-O is shun is a sh, 
gives it an sh sound, I, and that's I think why we're supposed to be talking it. about email marketing. Yeah, I know. Stephanie Hudson has a good question Go in, in, in the live chat. Hi guys, what's the best way to get opt-in approval from current contacts? For example, my current clients have given me their email addresses, but they have never explicitly signed up for marketing emails. I think if they're clients that, yeah, I don't know if that's legal, but I would say that if they are clients, then you can add them to the list. I'm going to answer your your question really quick. Current clients, that is not. Put it in your terms of service. You know, in your terms of service, if you put it in and let people know that if you're a client or or a customer, you're automatically going to get added. You may get added to the email. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think the the can spam laws really go into like whether or not you have permission to email this person. So I don't think it necessarily matters that they haven't like specifically opted into, you know, that email marketing list. You have their permission because you've done business with them to send them email communications. And so uh, if you add them, you know, to your list after that, I think that's totally fine. The other thing is that like in um, MailChimp, at least, it gives you an opportunity to write why you're on this list. And so when you've got that, you could say, um, because you subscribed to my mailing list or because you're a current client. And so then you've put it out front, like you're not trying to be deceptive. You're either a client or you signed up to the list, either one. So... I would do that. Yeah. And you can even send out an initial email saying, hey, I'm now starting to do some uh, email marketing or you can call it something else, some, you know, value added emails. Uh, <laughs> don't want to continue receiving these. Just click that unsubscribe button at the, the bottom yeah. and then that way they can opt out. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, you could even I, have like a client's list and then a normal list. And then when you send the campaign, just send it to both lists. And also make sure you're doing a test um, of your emails because sometimes I'll get where they'll use that token where it'll put in your first name or your full name or whatever that you collect. And it'll say, like, it'll have the brackets and it'll say full name. It won't, you know, like, <laughs> what it looks like if you're going to be using those little features that, that yeah. a platform may have. Yeah, that's the worst. That's a good point. <laughs> it's really unprofessional. <laughs> Let, yeah. Let's or give some kind of. Go ahead, Tim. I was just going to say really quick, I got an email from, I forget what the company was, but I wasn't supposed to get it. It did not apply to me at all. And I was like, oh, whatever. Like, that's not me. And then like a couple hours later, they sent out an apology email, like apologizing for sending oh. to the wrong list. I was like, it <laughs> doesn't look too good, but let's give some practical, actionable, you know, some things that people can do to start creating an email list, you know, some of the steps that you're going to want to do. Um, obviously, you're going to want to have an email marketing, you know, tool. MailChimp's free. Doesn't cost anything up to the first 2,000 subscribers. That's what we used. We now use GetResponse, which is an email marketing tool as well. And it, wait, can uh, I ask, did you it. switch because your, your list grew so big or why did you switch? I switched because... Honestly, MailChimp was a pain in the ass. It was just, it was very hard. Tim is a very patient person and he will dig deep in and, you know, and it's about time is money for me. And I need a tool that will, is, is intuitive and quick and I can just 
get things done. Okay, so, sorry. Our, our listeners need to know this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, but to be clear, I've never had to dig for anything. I think it just my like the way my mind works like fits yeah. with your UI and yeah, yeah. Well, other people. Good so I think it's just a preference thing. And so you know, yeah. try a few out, look at the UI, see if it makes sense. One thing I do really like about MailChimp is if you've got lots of clients and they invite you into their account, mm-hmm. you don't have to sign into everybody's separate account. You can sign into your own account and then you've got all of the companies listed. That's really useful in MailChimp. Here, here, here's another reason why I dumped MailChimp. Sorry, Tim. I have to bang on MailChimp. <laughs> That's this right. is huge. This is massive when your email list grows over 2000 and you're paying MailChimp money. If I have an email in one list and another email in another list, even though I don't don't want to do segmenting, you know, and have it all in one list, email MailChimp doesn't separate. It's not smart enough to know, hey, you got the same email address and they charge you for it. And that used to drive me nuts. Get response, for example, and most of the other email marketing platforms, they are smart enough to see if you have the same email address in multiple places and they don't charge you for it. Yeah. So that, yeah. that was a huge factor for us as our email list started growing and stuff. It was a I interrupted thing. you. You were going down some steps about. Yeah. And okay. that's okay. You can interrupt and ask questions because they're good, important questions. So first thing you're going to want to do is you're going to want to have a, a platform to collect these emails. You, you're going to want to have a plan. What are you going to do with these emails? Tim's talked about sequencing, you know, which is awesome. You know, it's probably a little bit more advanced than than beginner email acquisition. What we did initially was we just collected the email address, threw them all into one list, and then started emailing them out, content to them to start kind of nurturing what Tim talked about. And that's probably the lowest barrier to entry and the thing that I would recommend doing. Um, but if you want to get advanced and you want to do sequencing, which we gave another example here where Somebody signs up, they download a product a day later, you know, another email comes. Hey, how's it going? You know, if you have any questions, here's our support. Here's this help. You know, another day, another email comes. That's funneling and that's that's sequencing. That's taking your customer on the journey that you want to take them on. Um, And that's important and that's huge as your email list grows and stuff. So most of if not all of these email marketing tools can handle this. They all do these things. So that's so, in the paid version of MailChimp, isn't it? To do automation. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And I was just having yeah. a look and. No, um, not get anymore. Re- oh, not yeah. anymore. Can you do that? I, in I don't pay for it and I have automation. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay. pretty sure they sent out an email. Maybe you don't get full features, but they have a form of automation for free. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's good to know because looking at get response, even if it is more user friendly, like even at the very base, for any um, any list under a thousand, you're going to be paying fifteen bucks a month. Although it has right. a Valentine's Day sale right now, but you know, fifteen <laughs> bucks a month yeah. um, is what you're going to be paying for a starter list. So, yeah. um, if you're looking to not spend a lot of money, then you're going to probably start with Mailchimp, right? Yeah, and 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 so then you've got your email acquisition, you've got your marketing tool that you're going to use. The next thing that you're going to need is you're going to have to you're going to need a good opt-in. You know. Yeah. You know, you're going to need to know your audience and you're going to want it. I like the opt-ins that are not one-offs. I don't like the opt-ins that, you know, go away over time. So, for Mm -hmm. example, our two biggest still lead email generators for us today are 
the demo zone and Divi space, this child theme generator, you know, people come back over and over and use this and new people are always finding it, both the demo zone and the, and the child theme generator. Those have been up for a couple of years, you know, yeah. and that's, that's kind of an evergreen, um, well, you know, but I mean, email. you all develop that Go entire ahead. platform and you develop the plugin. Um, you know, a lot of users are not going to be developers and have these kinds of right. fancy things yeah. they can yeah. give away. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You could also like, cause my, cause my main email acquisition techniques is through the content upgrades through the blog. I don't have that many tutorials. I only have, you know, a handful that have you know, a opt-in, a content upgrade. But if you're on Facebook, you've probably seen me promoting those. I promoted those, some of them since 2016, and I haven't stopped. You know, it's very inexpensive, like five bucks a day on Facebook. And I haven't stopped it because it's still generating new email subscribes. And um, I think David mentioned the word evergreen. You can do that with, you know, blog posts and content upgrades as well, where you're creating something that, you know, is most likely not going to be obsolete, you know, a year from now or, or, or whatever. Um, and so with Divi, that's a little bit tricky. Um, obviously, not everyone is creating products for Divi like like we are. But, um, you know, with Divi always changing, it's like it's hard to anticipate, you know, when a tutorial is going to be obsolete because of a new feature since they're doing weekly feature updates. Um, but I yeah, I think that that is one one technique is creating something that is most likely going to be evergreen and then just promote it. Yeah, and if you're yeah. like a blogger or something and you're wondering, okay, um, what can I do to, to start with mine? Um, I'm sure most bloggers follow their favorite bloggers. You know, see what the successful yeah. people in your industry yeah. are doing. Um, yeah. You know, check out the emails that you're getting. Well, you know, what's keeping you subscribed to others, other, you know, uh, lists? Yeah. And, and, and I would say, please, dear God, don't do a pop-up. Like, <laughs> I know that people say yeah. that they're successful. I understand you're not after people. two seconds. <laughs> frustrates me so much even when I go to a shop and I want that 10% discount like it drives me mad and I think I want the 10% discount but I want to look at your store first and if I look at your store and I want to buy your stuff then I want the 10% discount so put it somewhere that I can decide later have it there all the time and then I can come back to it later but if I look at your store and I don't want your stuff then I don't want your emails like then you're just paying for no reason for me to be on your list so just Stop the pop-ups. And, yeah. and we'll, we'll get <laughs> you. We'll get you anyways, even without your email address, because technology has <laughs> advanced so far today with pixeling right. and everything else. We don't more for the most part. If you're coming to our webs, um, I think Leslie gave a really great tip: go out, see what the successful people are doing. You yeah. know, I'm a firm believer in not reinventing the wheel. You know. See what somebody's doing, follow what the recipe of success and, and go do it yourself. Um, some, some simple kind of ideas, obviously, as you said, well, there, you're not developers and stuff and y'all built this platform. And yes, that's true. Um, but there are lots of things that you can do. Ebooks are really good. Yeah. If you put out, um, you know, some type of content that is of value, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be something like, we created, but just think about it, put some thought into it um, because it's going to pay for itself 
tenfold on the backside. Yeah. It really will. Another really easy one. It might not be as effective as something that you specially create, but you could have a blog post that, you know, teaches something, you know, goes through, you know, whatever. And then you could have a content upgrade that is a cheat sheet version where it's essentially the same thing, but just summarized in, in a nice, you know, well, you know, packaged, well-designed little PDF that people can download and yeah. it works. Perfect. Perfect example of that, that I still do. And and the funny thing is, is I download it every year it comes out and they get my dang email address and that's okay because I must lose it on my computer or something, but it's the social media image sizes. They put out this awesome oh. infographic <laughs> that tells me where, what, you know, every single platform is. And to me, that's, valuable it's like well the social, social media images sizes change like every six months so that's right. probably why you re-sign yeah. up to that yeah and social media examiner is the one that used to put it out and stuff and that's who i would would grab it from but um you know tim's right that type of content upgrades it doesn't have to be big you know yeah. massive things to get an email address you know yeah and uh, it doesn't have to be new content and it's something that just reminded me i just got an email from um gino uh, who does kiddos.co, his last email, um, he had noticed in, in the groups, people were asking a lot about um, header styling. So he um, collated basically like seven or eight of his, you know, header specific type styling and put them all links, you know, little summaries in one email. I thought yeah. that was really clever, you know, and he didn't have to write anything new. Right. Yeah. Re repurposing content. Another thing too is you could have like a series of blog posts and make it into, you know, a five part email course. I said, yeah, I think Josh, uh, yeah, I think Josh is really good at that as well. Yeah. So people can, it might be something that's already on your blog, but in a different format. And so you can kind of, you know, summarize it down a little bit and make it into a, a five part email course. They sign up, they get, you know, part one, a day later, they get the next one mm -hmm. and, and so forth. Yeah. So there's a lot of things you can do and just take some time and, and think about it and stuff. And once your once your mind starts working in that way, of um, what's going to be the best for the end user, you know, you're going to come up with lots of ideas. You're going to realize that, holy crap, there's a ton of things that we can do to build up an audience and, and, and create engagement and keep them engaged and stuff. So get an email marketing tool, MailChimp, get response, you know, all of these. Josh are... R is saying he's trying out Zoho campaigns. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently cheap. Um, I've heard yeah, of that. I'm, I'm, I've heard of them. I've yeah, never, never used, used them. So. Um, and then once you get that, nurture that list. You know, don't, do not spam them yeah. with products and services that you want to And sell. don't go eight months like me without sending anything and then send out your, <laughs> your new child theme so then you get five unsubscribes. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and another thing don't unsubscribe from leslie's list she will hunt you down <laughs> as a matter of fact she doesn't even want you to subscribe to her list so ignore the form and don't fill it out i need to fix my list you know I'll, I'll share my issue because probably a lot of people um will might do this i set up an email list um to, you know just figuring i should have one um but I didn't uh, segment it or anything. So, and I think this contributes to, I, I don't get a lot of unsubscribes, but, but I've had a, a couple. And I think it's because um, everything, my, my people who want to buy my products, my child themes are lumped with people who just want my free tutorials. 
So, and that's not good. And I, and I need to fix that, but some, you know, it's, it, I should have thought about that, you know? Um, so, you know, learn from my mistake, try to think about maybe, um, because I think that contributed to my unsubscribes because I sent out my new child theme thing and they were probably like, I wanted a free tutorial and now you're just trying to sell to me. So I get it. Yeah. So my mistake. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, segmenting is important. And I think, you know, uh, someone that has already paid for something, they're a paid customer. They're a lot more likely to buy something from you again. Like that's a, a fact in marketing. Uh, if they haven't, that doesn't mean that they won't. It just means you might have to market to them a little bit differently, providing more freebies, you know, a little bit more, uh, a little softer sale. You know, you're not like, like, uh, you know, only showing them, you know, product emails, you know, you're providing more value, more freebies. Cause then what you're doing is you're building that trust. They're learning to trust you. They're learning that, Hey, you know, Leslie or, you know, whoever it is really knows what they're talking about. They know their stuff. So when you do promote a product, they're a lot more likely because, Hey, they know you, they like you, they trust you. And so, you know, the next logical step is to buy from you. Boom. Awkward silence. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just realized we blasted past an hour and, uh, you know, First think, two hour episode of Divi Chat. Let's do let's it. Go, baby. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> uh, there is so much that you can talk about. I mean, as as um, we've we've talked about sequencing and segmenting, and and Leslie's right. You know, um, segmenting your list is important, and and get response. It's tagging. You know, so depending on how they came into our list, they're tagged. You know. So, so that you when just we have one big them. list of people, but then they can one, have multiple tags. That's great. One I mean, that's a smart way to do it, right? And, uh, and, and, and unfortunately, a lot of these email marketing platforms only have the basic plugins that will add them to a list. Uh, we ended up having to write a custom plugin for GetResponse, which will probably turn loose at some point that allows you to get much more granular with your tagging and stuff. Um, for EDD, and I, and I don't right? know if, yeah, for EDD. Um, I mean, they had a get response plugin with EDD, but it only added them to the list. It didn't do any tagging or what, you know, which is kind of crazy to me in this day with yeah. email marketing and stuff and how sophisticated it is. You need that functionality. Yeah. Um, so David, you said you don't use Bloom. What do you use for your opt-ins? Is it just something through GetResponse that's like a bit it is. put in? Uh, most of most of our lead gen and email acquisition is not done via pop-ups and all that. It's done through yep. um, Demo Zone, Child Theme Generator, uh, a couple of really big ones for us last year. Later on, as you progress and you realize when your lists get bigger and stuff, it does all of a sudden become a numbers game. Um, so, you know, you can, you know, that you're going to convert X amount of people based on, you know, how many you have and stuff. So we yeah. did things like we, we did the coupon generator. I don't know if you remember trick or treat last year where we wrote a custom plugin that would, you know, generate a coupon for them for email acquisition. And that was user acquisition is all that was, um, naughty or nice at Christmas where they could enter their email address, get a coupon code for, that was cool. Yeah. So there's also Facebook ads that are Kim, Tim kind of touched on it hugely, hugely, you know, a uh, great way of, of, of user acquisition 
targeted, very targeted. Because so how do you do that with your Facebook? So you've got, you've, I, I understand the targeting people within Facebook, but then where are you sending them to that gets you the to, email? To a, land, to a landing page. So and is it a if you're offering, sign-up? yeah, if you're, yeah, it's for a sign up. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, um, and those typically cost a whole lot less than, you know, trying to sell products and stuff on Facebook mm-hmm. from an ad perspective, user acquisition, which I, I actually like. I hope I, I honestly don't think that um, Mark Zuckerberg's listening to this podcast. So <laughs> I'm going to go ahead. Totally I'm going to go ahead and say it. You know, I would rather grab their email address as a user acquisition because it's less expensive than try to convert them yeah. into a paying customer. We do both. But because we have the email marketing platform and our sequencing and our um, email stuff set up, I would rather market to them you know, on the backside as opposed to trying to convert them straight right. through because yep. it costs more money. Yeah. And, stuff. and, and the so reason why my, is people love to buy, but they hate being sold to. And so when you're right. promoting a product for someone to buy on Facebook, the cost per acquisition is a lot higher whether compared to if it's a free, you know, piece of content, uh, you know, freebie, whatever. And so yeah. people, people love freebies. Yeah, there's a lot of ways to do it. Blog content, um, you know, landing page where you're just sending them over and they're getting free stuff. Um, I, I like the, the you know, user acquisition that way and stuff. Um, so, whew, man, I realize, here's something I realized. I'm giving a talk in two weeks on email marketing. I didn't realize how I, I'm going to have to go get really super prepared. People are going <laughs> to ask questions and, I'm gonna get thrown off and <laughs> off a of track. So I'm it's a big subject. It something. really is. It's something you kind of got to get in there and get your hands dirty to and screw yeah. up and yeah. <laughs> yeah. send to the but wrong. The good news and... is, is that here's the 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 value bomb. I guess is that um, if we did anything right on our side, it was starting to build our email list from jump street from day one. And it really kicked off for us whenever we recreated the Divi 2.4 themes that Kenny Singh created and we gave them away for free and we just gave them away for free. And we had like 3000 people in the first two months sign up for that, you know? So, um, yeah, Tim's right. Free is good. Yeah. <laughs> but it also means you have to support that stuff. So yeah. it it it, it be it's, careful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Be ready to support on uh many different, you know, levels and stuff. So email marketing's huge. It's important. It can can be massively huge for your business. It has been for hours. So um yeah. Final thoughts. Yeah, let's do final thoughts. Who wants to go first? I'll go first because mm-hmm. I don't have a lot to say on this subject. Um, segment your list. <laughs> <laughs> I guess go I should go next because I probably got even less. Um, <laughs> my thoughts are if you think you're going to go big, maybe look around at other companies. Like if you think you're going to end up with more than a 1,000 people, uh, maybe look around from the beginning and get yourself set up on the platform that's going to do the long run for you. If not, give MailChimp a go. And if you can't figure it out, there'll be plenty of tutorials on YouTube. Great nice. points, both of you. Tim? I was going to say something that 
slightly not contradict Sarah, but just a <laughs> different opinion. And uh, he I does it to say, me all the time, Sarah. So don't. Go uh, I'm that. so offended. <laughs> uh, no, what I was going to say, I'm, I'm not like totally disagreeing with you, but what I was going to say was, um, you know, don't be afraid to get started. Don't get hung up on exactly what platform you know, is going to be best because you can migrate, you know, David migrated, uh, you can export your list. It's not like once you start your list in MailChimp, you can't move it over to active campaign or get response, whatever it is. Um, you know, you own that list and you can take it to whatever platform you want. Obviously, if you do a lot of segmenting, you know, you're going to have to redo that or not segmenting, but, uh, like sequencing and, and stuff like that. Um, and maybe some segmenting depends. Um, but pretty much all the platforms have very similar features. If you're, you know, comparing like the leading ones, um, you know, I have one email list and I segment the crap out of it within MailChimp, um, you know, and with, as David mentioned, get response, it's, it's tagging, same with active campaign. So you can, uh, you know, really do pretty much anything with any platform, at least any of the leading ones. So don't get hung up on exactly just find one that seems to to click with you and the, the way that, that you like to, um, I guess, understand the UI. So boom, that's a lot of final thoughts there, Tim. <laughs> that's why, that's why our, we came our resident smarty pants. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not final thought. It's final thoughts. thoughts. Yeah. Final thought. Um, I guess my, my final thought, because there is so much and it can be overwhelming and it can be, um, seem pretty daunting. Um, just, do it. Start. I, I think there's. it's never too late to start building an audience because you just don't know where your business is going to be in five years from now. And it's just smart to start building up your brand and that audience. Um, because, and this has been my thing from day one, even when I came into web development, I know the value of an audience. You know, people follow people in, that they trust and that they're going to. Um, so it doesn't matter if I totally go into a. Not even into WordPress in five years, if I have a loyal audience that trusts me and it benefits them, I can carry them in with me. And you can do that True. with an email list. True. So um, I've just I, I, I really feel strong about it and stuff. And we do. We have a a nice email list and it costs a lot of money. So if you're not interested in our stuff, go ahead and hit the unsubscribe button. Because uh, <laughs> I don't want to pay for you. <laughs> we probably get, you know, who knows, maybe a hundred unsubscribes a week or something like that. Wow. Um, and that's okay. You know, um, I would rather them. It used to hurt my feelings. I'm going to be honest with you. It'd be <laughs> I'd go through the list and I'd see who see subscribed, see if it, see if it names, see if it's any of my friends. And I'm like, who are there unsubscribing? And you know what? Now it's like, you know, it's grown to the point where it's grown. It's like, thank you. You know, yeah. and it happens. People will unsubscribe and it's, you know, you yeah. can't take it personally. Um, there are ways that you can uh, scrub or clean or purge your email list so that, you know, you can basically unsubscribe people that haven't opened an email, you know, in a certain amount of time or even haven't clicked. Some people just open and never click. Right. Yeah. It's oddly enough. I got an email today. One of those. And it's, and it's because desktop server. I haven't, I have. Yes, yep, exactly. Same one. <laughs> yeah. It's because I haven't engaged or interacted with any other emails in a long time. And it's just smart. You know, it's like, Hey, you're not hurting our feelings, you know, see you later. You 
Honey, <laughs> and they're just very transparent about it, and it's and it and it's yeah. right. So, okay. get your hook, get your tools, watch some YouTube videos, put a plan together, and uh, and and start, you know, building that user base and and help them out, give stuff away, you know, teach them, and uh, and and it'll be, it's gonna pay we for. We need to grow time, our list. So. That's on our list. <laughs> Sarah's gonna be the ship <laughs> Plutio queen. So really, the problem Plutio is Plutio has nothing to do with email marketing, though. But the yes, problem with doing tutorials right now is that they are advancing their everything to do with their whole system so fast it that it would be outdated very quickly. The so I got to wait until they're yeah. more. Yeah. I'll make tutorials and yeah. have to replace all yeah. the screenshots. Yeah, they're, they're pulling a divvy, changing things yeah. so quick it's hard to <laughs> make, yeah. make products or tutorials for. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's about it. Thanks for coming on, Sarah. It's great to have you back. Good to be back. Ooh. Sorry I didn't have much to contribute this week, guys. I just uh, wanted you, to be yeah. here because I miss everybody. You had a lot hey, to man. contribute, and you yeah. asked some amazing questions too. Both you did. You had a lot. Nice. Both of you had tons to contribute. So, <laughs> you know, it's been awesome. Thanks for joining us, everybody, in the live chat. I feel like we ignored you tonight. I am so sorry, and uh, we'll try it's to pay more quiet. attention next oh, okay. week. Wait, were there a bunch of questions we didn't see? <laughs> no, I, I, I think it was the topic. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see you next week, guys. Bye. 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 Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.